Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kitten. And this is a show for you if you're bored with people arguing on the internet over subjects they know nothing about. In Trigonometry, we don't pretend to be the experts, we ask the experts. Our brilliant guest this week is a leading female dating and attraction expert for men, Kezia Noble. Welcome to Trigonometry. Hi, thank you for having me. It is great to have you here. And before we get into the meat of the interview, tell us a little bit about who are you, how are you, where you are, how do you find yourself sitting in this chair telling us all about what you're going to tell us about? Well, as you said, I'm a leading female dating and attraction expert for men. I only help men, don't help women, because that would be the blind leading the blind. <laughs> um, I've been doing this since 2006. I have my own company, my own team. I have, uh, I think, now 30 people working for me. They're based in Britain and the US. Um, I run courses, boot camps, seven-day mastery programs, and I have my online training programs too. I'm a published author. I have um, a YouTube channel that's had 70 million views. Oh. Yeah, you know, I didn't get the silver the thing that they send through when you get 100,000 subscribers. Do you know I get that? No, I didn't. I'm on 400 and something thousand. So I thought I was going to get something like a gold, mm. but you only get the gold when you hit a million. Right. And uh, yeah, that's my life in a nutshell. Do you get demonetized on YouTube? Yes. You, really? Yeah. For some, you get demonetized? Yeah, for some videos, yeah. For what? Um, how to get a girl into bed super fast. <laughs> that one didn't, you know, <laughs> they didn't like that one. Right. But um, some of them are really random, like how to um, not run out of things to say with a woman, got demonetized. Right. I know. Random. Yeah, well, that, that's horrific shit that no one should ever <laughs> Google see. Google likes boring <laughs> conversations. And terrorism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I was watching one of your videos. I think it was about um, something to do with how to compliment a woman. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you were talking about the fact that just saying something like, oh, you look lovely or whatever is not shit. Is, is shit because it does not communicate your real intent. Right, you were saying you need to make it more sexy. So, mm -mm -mm. okay, well, I was going to quote you a specific example, but, yeah, no, but okay. do correct me. Mm. Okay, so if you, okay, there's there's two types of compliments. So there's one which is, uh, you have to make the, the compliment feel very detailed and bespoke. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sex it up. Mm. So you could say something like, oh my God, you're adorable. Like a, You look like a Disney, I don't know, princess or something. I can't put my finger on it. It just shows that it's a little bit tailor-made for her and it's a little bit of thought. Um, I love the way that, you know, you put your outfit together, for instance. I love the fact that you know how to do makeup. Mm. So many girls don't have a clue about how to put on makeup. It's specific. It means you've noticed something about her that she's put some effort in. Mm. It's that detail. Mm. If you say lovely, beautiful, attractive, mm. it's generic. It could You could say that to the next girl and she yeah. knows that. Yeah. But something specific um, always, what we found, creates a better reaction. Sure. Now, the part when you sex it up, that's if you're like in that nice guy zone. So you were talking about this and you were talking, you're, you're sitting down with some, with, you're a man, you're sitting down with a woman, you're having a conversation, everything's going well, you need to take it to, you need to sex it up, you need to take it to the next level. Yeah. And the example that was given in that video was, uh, like, uh, I, I think your legs are very sexy or something, a, lot, a compliment about her legs. Yeah, your legs look hot. Your yeah, legs look hot. Something like that. Right. Now, I, I, I'm not on the dating scene, but I know a lot of people who, just in the look of Francis's face, like in, in our world, right? Certainly among comedians or whatever, if you went out uh, for a drink with a female comedian and you, were, you thought you were getting on and then you made that, I mean, that could mm -hmm. literally kill your career. Permanently, mm -hmm. right? Then don't go out with somebody that, that you are in the I same industry with. Or I wouldn't with. use that. Maybe somebody that you're going to see again and again and again. Mm. But at some point, I mean, you are going to have to escalate it. So if you're not going to do it verbally, then you have to do it physically. You are going to have to go in for the kiss at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So some people would be like, "Well, I'm going to test the water mm. and see." And look, yeah. you know something? Let's let's just rewind this for a second. Mm. If a woman is attracted to a guy and he turns around and says, your legs are fucking hot. Mm. She's, she's going to like it. Yes. She might say, oh, it's a bit cheeky. Yeah. But 
She's going to like it. She's going to like it. If she doesn't fancy the guy, she's not going to like it. So Mm. it's your way Mm. of testing the water. So if she's like, "Mm," like that, a bit uncomfortable after you've said something like that, you're like, well, I'm not backing down. You've got beautiful legs. You don't back down, but then you can know, okay, she's not that interested right now. If she just kind of goes, really, do you think so? Or, (laughs) oh, no, they're awful, my legs. Because, I mean, she carries it wanting to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. Mm. So I'll give you an example. If a guy, and I've had guys that I've put in the friend zone, and they're, like, trying to get out of the friend zone, I'll be like, oh, Kezia, wow, you look so hot. And I'll be like, thanks. Now go back to your friend zone. So they go, thanks. (laughs) Because what we do is we shut it down. Like, okay, thank you. That's so cute. Thanks. So Mm. adorable. Shut down. Mm. Don't bring up anymore. If it's a guy I like, I'm like, oh, really? You think so? Or, oh, I'm really insecure about my legs. It's meaning, can you can you validate me a little bit more? Can mm. I hear this a little bit more? Because it's the way we're talking about it, and you were saying that a lot of your fan base is actually based in America. Yeah. I imagine with some British guys, isn't this excruciatingly difficult yeah. going compliment her and they, because we're so bound as British people yeah. we just can't even express ourselves emotionally they find it more difficult yeah and plus we've been well guys have been watching Hugh Grant movies mm. Mm. and thinking oh that's what women like no they don't and only when Hugh Grant does it in that those movies they don't women do not fancy that kind of guy unless he's showing like other elements you, you can be like this really good guy I, a lot of people think I'm trying to teach guys to be the bad guy that's mm. another um, common mistake people make but I'm teaching guys to just show that they're not one-dimensional nice guys like I've been on dates with with men my ex-husband for example and he was like very perfect you know like just came from a good family he was really polite and just treated me like a lady and I enjoyed it but I was like mm, something's missing I don't know what it is something's missing maybe I like bad guys maybe I'm just one of those women that just gonna end up with some awful guy and um, we were having dinner and I, I was about to tell him look you're a really nice guy but there's just no chemistry and he leaned in and I thought he was just gonna like say something like pass me something and he, he was like oh you know I can't wait to fuck you or something like this yeah really but he was like totally unapologetic Mm -hmm. about it can you pass me the red wine (laughs) I was like ah that was the missing piece Mm. you've got to be bold and show that other side to you otherwise the girl's just going to be like yeah he's just another nice guy that I can't see anything happening with you know because it's amazing. It's bold, but fortune favours the bold, right? Yeah, absolutely it favours the bold. I just can't imagine a lot of British guys doing that. Like, you say that, I can imagine an American guy. Like, you know, I can imagine a Latino guy. Yeah, I mean, they'd say that after 50 seconds. But I can't imagine a British guy saying that and delivering those words comfortably unless they were absolutely battered. I've, I've experienced this with British guys. It's, it's less so. British guys, I wouldn't say they're... Hmm, they, yeah... They're not so good with women. And I, <laughs> they've got the banter, which is good. They've got the banter. They've got the humor. Um, but yeah, when it comes to sexual escalation, there is an insecurity there. There is that hesitance I've noticed. And so... Can, since, I, ask, can I ask you questions? Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. How did you get with... I don't want to know, like, the whole story yeah. with your... How you got with your partners, mm. like, or how we met. Mm. But there's got to be this point where you first kissed. Yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, okay, this is... I know this is going to be, like, a little bit private, but... Fuck it. <laughs> how did, <laughs> you, how did you have your first kiss? Were you plastered? Were you drunk? Um, uh, no. Uh, so I'm sober. There we go. Uh, um, and uh, most I'm, of the time, most of the time, yeah. And uh, no, I, I met my girlfriend uh, doing comedy. So I ran a gig, um, and she was just starting out doing comedy. She wanted a spot. She wanted a spot. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it, love is transactional. <laughs> That's what you need. She wanted something. I needed something. It's exchange. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Bless her. Uh, and then uh, I was up at the Edinburgh Festival, and I asked her if she wanted another spot. Again, this doesn't make me... This is a slow burner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what you're talking about? This is a slow burner. Yeah, exactly. This is Francis ruining his, his career live <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm enjoying yeah. it, and so is, the, so is our producer, yeah. so is Kezia. Yeah, Everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm mentoring myself, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
As long as you didn't grab her ass at some point without yeah. her consent. Yeah. Well, you haven't even, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you haven't even heard. I, don't, I can't believe I'm telling this story. That's anyway, good. Get, get off your chest. Yeah, get, off, get off the chest. Hang yourself. Great. Okay. So uh, we were at the Edinburgh Festival. And then I said to her, would you like to go for a drink? And she went, yes. Uh, and then she brought her friend along with her. That's a bad sign. Yeah. So yeah. then I brought my friend along. And uh, we ended up having a really sort of awkward conversation. Mm. Uh, we then carried on to a bar. <laughs> and uh, she bought me a shot. And, uh, and we just like, go on, have the shot. I'd been about eight months sober by this point. <laughs> I had the shot. We, we then got on great guns. She went home. I carried on drinking. Uh, and I had to be taken home. For the rest home. of his life. Nothing <laughs> yeah. took... happened that evening. No kissing. No, no kissing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I had to be taken home. Oh, God. And then, uh, and then from then on, we just started hanging out. and Slow burner. Slow burner, slow burner. And then uh, we were... I was just like... We were walking down the road, and I thought, fuck it. I mean, if it's going to happen... It's going to, you know, I've got to try something. So I leaned in, I kissed her. Bold. Yeah. You had to be bold at some point yeah. and you just went for it. Now, yeah. what if she'd have said, oh, excuse me, what are you doing? Uh, I would have been like, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's carry on walking. But you know how many guys wouldn't have done that? They'd have yeah. just carried on and on. And maybe they would have thought, oh, you know what? I'll do it when I'm really sure she likes me. And then yeah. they wait and wait. So many guys have waited, waited, waited. And it's been like month, two months, and then she's found someone else in the meantime. Or she'll be like, oh, I actually, because you never, you know, approached, you never did anything, I just mm. presumed you didn't like me. Um, or they just start seeing you as just that eternal friend. Mm. So you did a bold move. Mm. That's good. But you had time to play with here because, you know, you kept giving her this spot on this <laughs> good no but that's good you're using your resources so why, why, does me, why do we have to say me too like that's what people do yeah. women use their looks to lure guys into dates you know we use our looks yeah. right well this is what i was going to ask you but i'm that's curious different. what you make of uh, feminism in the, in the current in the car you, uh, do you consider <laughs> look at that face. <laughs> uh, are you a feminist yourself i'm a single mum I take no money from my ex-partner who's a multi-multi-millionaire, okay? So he doesn't pay any child maintenance. I run my own company, left school at 15. Um, I've never, I've been out with very wealthy men, never relied on them for money or anything, never been uh, sponsored by anyone. So, I don't know, is that, is, that sounds like a feminist to me. Mm. That does sound like a feminist without preaching to other people. Mm. So when people say, are oh, you a feminist? I'm like, but I'm kind of living that life of a feminist. I'm just not preaching about it to other people. You're a bad feminist. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> no, but no. that's my joke, yeah. right? No, you're no, it's fine. Not. I want to know. Am I a no, bad feminist? No, you're not. No. But, but, this, but I guess... Uh, so what's a bad feminist then? Well, uh, I, I was only joking. Genuinely. No, no, no. I'm not, I don't get offended by anything. Only if you mention my weight or anything. <laughs> <laughs> your weight is, your weight is brilliant <laughs> and your chin looks great. Yeah. Uh, my, my, question, my, my joke was more based around the fact that a lot of these feminism and other movements, they seem to be a about preaching rather than living is exactly the point oh, that you're okay. making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually think someone like you is, is a good I'll give you example. an example of what happened. Mm. Okay, so mm. I put something on social media, which is it was International Women's Day, which I think is just, I just get, I think it's cringe. And I think International Man's Day is cringe. And International mm. Anything Day is a bit cringe. Not all of it, but the Man and Woman Day is a bit cringe because I was watching this thing unfold on social media of, International Women's Day and it was like um, there was a lot of cupcakes and things involved like a lot of people posting cupcakes and stuff I was like Ugh. and I said I'm sorry I just don't agree with this whole International Women's Day and oh my god the backlash I had from the feminist movement I don't know who these people were mm. a lot of them had blue hair <laughs> <laughs> and they targeted me on Facebook they didn't know what they were up against because I've got like all these followers that were just you know uh, slamming these people. But I was like, no, 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 I'm going to respond properly to these people. So they started calling me a penis panderer. I said, that's brilliant. I'm a penis panderer. Hashtag penis panderer. Never heard of this mm. one before. They said, you're just pandering to the penis, the way you dress. You are hashtag part of the problem. 
all this. And I wrote a great response. And first of all, I made sure that I was in a very provocative kind of penis panderer position, <laughs> you know, my, my bikini on looking really like vulnerable <laughs> and things. And I put on there like a message saying, yeah, maybe I'm a penis panderer. Maybe I love male attention. I do. I really like male attention. Um, but also I am a single mom. I'm also somebody who thinks feminism is essentially a good thing. Um, so why do we have to like classify? What's this mm. identity politics all of a sudden? Why can't we be many things in that sense? Like, uh, uh, am I left wing, right wing? You know, like, there's lots of different um, aspects of both that I agree with and I, I don't agree with. And it comes down to this. So I wrote this message saying, you know, in my life, there's a lot of guys who have kind of, uh, you know, fallen out with because they've underestimated me or whatever, or they've said when I'm angry that I'm hysterical, the kind of usual stuff that women moan about guys. But it's like the, the people who have actually really held me back have been women in my life, my own personal experience. Mm. It's like women haven't given me the leg up at all or helped me. I've, I found that men have been better allies to me than women. But anyway, I put this response out and actually it went a little bit viral, a little bit mm. viral. A lot of people started reposting going, this is real feminism. Mm. What she's doing by herself, all this, this is real feminism. And that was from both men and women. That's why I made the joke that you're a bad yeah. feminist because actually I think someone who does that, they are a good feminist and it's the people running Thank around you. shutting down everyone else. And, and like you say, it's fascinating that you bring up identity politics because this is something we talk about all the time. Oh, right, okay. And this is exactly where we're coming from, which is the, the simple understanding that people are much more complex than these simple categories that they get thrown into. Uh, but the reason I brought up the feminist issue in the first place is you were talking about using looks to get attention and stuff like that. And there seems to be some people now who just say, no, you know, this doesn't exist. Men and women aren't using their looks for different things or men aren't using status to get female attention and all this kind they of are. stuff. Right. But they are. Right. I don't think they should, actually. Yeah. I think if a man has game, then it doesn't matter if he loses all his wealth and his, you know, accolades, he will still get women. I, that's why I teach guys. I teach guys game. I teach them how to be attractive to women no matter what the circumstances are. So you say the word game. What does game actually mean? Uh, okay, game. Just to be, you know, good with women. <laughs> <laughs> the skills. Yeah. The skill, the skill set. Skill we had a famous guy. He's not super famous. He's in a soap opera in England. Yeah. And he, obviously because he's famous, he's like, goes out, gets women. Mm. It's super easy. And he's like, he came to us. I was like, you don't need any help. Like, yeah, but I want to be able to learn how to attract women um, when I'm in another country and no one has a fucking clue who I am, right? <laughs> and also he says, I know this is not going to last. Right. And, mm. you know, the ex-soap opera, because we've had loads of, like, ex-soap opera. Ah, mm. uh, because for them the crash is bad, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, you see, women have something else. Women lose their looks, yeah. whereas guys, you know, if they lose their the thing that is usually a career or it's money or something like that, that's when they fall to pieces. So... Mm. Um, he came to us and he said he's going to go to South America for like a month and he just wants to know how to pull women because he won't be able to rely on his status at all. So that's what we teach. I don't think guys should rely. I, I, I don't think women should rely. Like I've started losing my looks recently. I know I'm so beautiful. <laughs> no, but I've noticed it. it's a little thing I've noticed. I'm like, well, I've got to just work much harder on getting richer instead of buy people <laughs> and just like work on my personality. It's mm. just like, that's it. I have to work on my game now. My looks are fading. And so with guys, I just think don't, don't rely on the accolades and the success because that can go tomorrow. Rely on your game. And do you think we've started, and it's become, I've seen it grow more and more, and especially because I used to be a teacher in schools, there's a victim culture. Have you seen the yeah. victim culture creep into men and, you know, essentially blame everybody else yeah. apart from themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the red... Have you heard of the Red Pill movement? Yeah. Yes. So I had Coach Red Pill. Uh, he's a very smart guy. I had him on my, my podcast. Mm. And um, he had me on his show. And basically the Red Pill movement, the guys and MGTOW, which is men going their own way movement, yeah. they don't like women in general. And they don't like me. Mm. So when I went on his show... 
the hate I got was worse than the hate I got from the feminists. They were like, she's a cum bucket. You know, that's all she's good for. She looks like a, like a blow-up doll, all this kind of stuff. She's fake. Um, hope she gets AIDS soon. Really, really, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all because mm. no one mentioned my weight. That's good. <laughs> 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 Not one person for fat. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, no, but really, it, it doesn't hurt because when you're, because I've been in this movement, I've been in this industry for so long, you should see what some of the um, old forums used to say about us. They used to do pictures of us and, all sorts of shit. So you're kind of numb to it. You don't mm. care anymore. Anyway, sorry to digress. He, um, I went on his show and he put a video up saying, never take advice from a woman. And then he did something quite controversial and put me on his show, mm. asked me questions. So I was like, you know what? Come on my podcast, mm. see what happens. And he came on and I challenged him just as he challenged me. And I said to him, you know, I've looked at the guys that you're teaching and, and you're right. You know, there's, there's a lot for them to be pissed off about with women and the Me Too movement. And, you know, I, I get it. There's frustration there. But at some point, you've got to say, there's nothing I can do about this. Mm. There's nothing I can do. This is an external issue here. Mm. I have to just work on myself. Mm. Because what's happening is they're like going, fuck women. Yeah. Fuck women. I, they, they're like, you know, they're, being, they're becoming, is it incels where they yeah. become yes. virgins? Yes. I'm like, that's, that's dumb. That's done yeah. because you're just going to be more and more bitter. Yes. It's true. What Red Pillar movement is, there's so much truth in it. I'm not going to lie. This is quite controversial, me saying it, but there's so much truth in it. Like how the dating um, balance is completely skewed in favor for women and how men are being encouraged to be more and more beaten by society. This is shit. This is terrible. Mm. And they have a right to be fucking angry about it. But play the game. Mm -hmm. Play the game. So when students come to me and like, oh, but women expect this and that, I'm like, play the game. Mm. Play the game. Work on, work on your skills and you will cut through this. Because women are fundamentally still attracted to the same things that they always have been. Yeah. Yeah, which is? Um, a man who has a strong sense of character, um, a strong reality, who's unapologetic for who he is. That doesn't mean in an arrogant way, but it's not someone who's trying to apologize for everything that they do. Someone who um, is comfortable with himself and who is unapologetic about and, and um, almost honest about his own personal trajectory in life. That's mm. very important. And the choices that he's made. It's fascinating yeah. to me that you say that because sometimes my wife and I, we have like, she wants me to do something. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And she's like, no, no, I really want you to do that. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Like what? Uh, Take the dog out. I don't have a dog, but it, it, it might be. It, it, it's something that I'm entitled not to do if I don't want to. It's not like an obligation that I, I actually should. It's a sexual thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect it to go. No, I was no, going to no. make that joke and I held back. Really? Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but well done, Kezia. Oh, no. Thank you. No, it, it's literally like uh, can, can you go there and pick this thing up instead of me because I forgot or something like that. Okay. Whatever. Um, and if I can uh, like consistently refuse to do something that I don't want to do for whatever, or it might be like she's got some new vitamins that she wants me to try. Let's say that, right? She's okay. like, oh, you need to, you need to take these vitamins. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Okay. She's like, no, you've got to. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And she's like, no, no, you really have to. I'm like, no. And after a while, she'll go away. And then two minutes later, she comes back and she, she'll go, you know what? I really love the way you really know like what you stand for. Yeah. That's cool. She's qualifying you, by the way, which is cool. She's re regaining the thing. <laughs> She's using a little trick, actually, that I teach guys to use. So how does she qualify me? Is it the fact that she comes back and acknowledges the fact that I've stood up for whatever, but by doing that, she's taken the power back? Is that yeah, what you're she's saying? qualified. She's validated your behavior. Right. So um, I call this the diffusion technique. It actually doesn't diffuse, but I wrote that in my book. It's called the diffusion technique, and it's sort of stuck there now. It's actually called the negative attraction technique. So um, a lot of guys will be like, I don't want to get into a really serious topic with a woman because we might end up arguing. It starts becoming heated and then, you know, she's just going to lose interest. I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep that going. It's good if it's heated. OK, get her to invest some passion into the conversation, even if it's negative, and then shift that into a positive energy by saying, get the book. <laughs> uh, just say to her, look, you know what? Let's let's stop. Me and you are never going to agree on this, right? And she goes, right. So she's on the yes ladder now. Hmm. We could sit here and argue about this all week, and we still won't agree about it, right? She goes, right. 
But you know what? That's what I actually really like about you. You don't back down. Don't you think other people, they just agree and just sort of like bend their own reality in accordance with someone else's, just nod their head. And you're like me. You just, you'll stick to your guns. I love it. So what you're trying to say there is we are both passionate people and everyone else is like not passionate. So that's a way of flipping it around mm-hmm. and creating attraction. Now, you're... My wife's got game. No, she does. No, she does. But she wasn't doing it to create attraction unless you like had angry sex after. Maybe it's too much information. Um, but what she was doing is she was like I thinking, I, I can't um, win this battle so I'm going to kind of like win the war and yeah. show that I am. I'm, I'm. She's just using a tactic to say, I like that about you. You know, pat mm, you on yeah, the head. Yeah. I like but, that. But I think it also comes back to your point, which is that women do like a man who stands up for what he believes, who has a strong sense of what reality. Yeah. And yeah. again, to guys out there, never bend your own reality in accordance with the girls ever. She's very aware of it. She'll say something and the guy will be, you know, shifting his opinion. She's very aware of it. It's like, oh God, he's turning into the, the head nodder, the one that agrees with everything she says. Hmm. But it's a great point that you make because you can tell when somebody's being fake. You just can, and it just becomes mm. less interesting. And if someone just goes, look, this is what I think. These are the reasons why I think it. If you don't like it, that's fine. But this is where I am. Automatically, you have an emotional reaction yeah. to it. It means that you're more comfortable with who you are and um, it's showing that that's what it's conveying is that you're comfortable with who you are and your opinions and you've thought them out. That's just little things like that just make someone more attractive. Absolutely. Let, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the difference between boys and girls yeah. because I know you've got a little boy yep. and um, I used to be a teacher, so right the way from 4 to 18 and people go, there's no difference between the genders. Huge it's, difference. It's a lot of crap. Huge difference. So let's get into it. So when I had my son, I was like totally like those people thinking, oh, I, I know, I think that if you just keep giving toy cars to boys and action man to boys, you know, they're going to end up being more aggressive. Um, and if you keep giving dolls to little girls, you know, they're going to be more maternal. Now, I just let my son have whatever he wanted. Like, you want a doll, have a doll. Just point to it, you have it. You know, mm. I, when I go out with him, I'm like Richard Gere, you know, just <laughs> whatever you want. Mm. Um and at first, when they're really young, they really will play with any old shit. It is gender neutral, all the toys. Mm. But then they start getting to a point where two years old, I noticed that's the shift. The boys start wanting to play with other boys. Before that, they don't care. The girls want to play with other girls at nursery. The boys are playing. I don't, this is going to offend so many women. Fantastic. Let's boys do, do want to build things and destroy they want to make, they, they like the Lego and the bricks more than the girls. Mm. There are the exception to the rules. There are the little girls who love building. I know. God bless them. And there's the little boys who really hate all that and love brushing, you know, the doll's hair. Again, it's exception to the rule. The boys were immediately with the cars. And even the, the nursery workers were like, we have to hide the cars from the boys because they just zoom into the cars. God knows why. I still can't work out what the thing is about the wheels going around or something, what it is. But we were, girls just didn't want to play the cars. And the boys wanted to build things. And then they wanted to smash it all up. Where are they learning this? It wasn't from me. <laughs> but it wasn't. And when I speak to them, and I had a conversation with parents because I found this so fascinating. So I spoke to the other mums of the boys. And I'm like, where did they learn this? Like, we're not smashing stuff up. We're like you. We brought them up, not gender neutral, but with kind of like no aim to make them like tough boys mm. at all. And um, they end up like that. So now he's at school. And when you when the like school gates open, the boys just go in there and they're making this kind of very primal noise when they're going in there. I'm not going to do it. It's really unattractive noise. <laughs> but it's like, destroy. Yeah, yeah that. That's yeah. the noise. All of them. Infl- they, they're just going in there and they just want to destroy the whole school. And the girls are just standing there like, what is this madness? Mm-hmm. I'm a West Ham fan. I get to see it every week, that yeah. primal... Uh. But it's actually... It's, <laughs> it's, you know, you, you mentioned... Uh, There's no getting away from this, but this is not me. I wish I could come and tell you something right. else. This is my experience. I have mm. never tried to make my boy like, oh, mm. a, you know, come on, champ. I don't use things like that. I just 
bring them up, like mm. whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> just be a nice person and do what you want. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned that you noticed it at a particular time, because actually the research, there's a guy called, he's actually Sasha Baron Cohen's cousin or brother or something, mm. their relatives who does research on this. Mm -hmm. And they do research with uh, day old infants. So they're literally the moment they're born, wow. they offer them uh, a toy that's either like a, an object, like a truck or something, or like a piece of wood or whatever, or a, like an anthropomorphic, like a human-shaped doll or something. Mm -hmm. And even at that age, uh, one day old, the, the girls reach for the, the human-shaped wow. object. More. It's the same with monkeys. You do the same experiment. It's extensive research, though, yeah, yeah. because I think you've got to do a lot of... Yeah, yeah. You know, if well, it's... it's the same with monkeys as well. They do the same experiment with monkeys. Female monkeys are more likely to reach for the the, the kind of mm. monkey-shaped thing. I had no idea. Male monkeys are more likely mm. to reach for the stick or whatever it might be. Uh, well, it's evolution. It's evolution. Men evolved to to manipulate objects, to hunt, to do all this. Thing. And it's a patriarchy. It's ingrained in all of us. Yeah, mate. I mean, yeah, when they're in the womb, they're, they're getting indoctrinated <laughs> with all this patriarchical bullshit. Yeah, the toxicness. Um, I knew I was having a boy. Maybe he sensed it. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting ready like that. Yeah. She knows I'm coming. <laughs> so I better live up to that boy kind of image. Yeah. But it's also, do you think nowadays as men, like we have to sort of deny our masculinity yeah. a little bit? You, you know, you shouldn't, but that's what society is trying to do to you guys. And it's, could, could you go into that a little bit more? Um, I get why they're doing it because they want to empower women by putting men down. And I don't think it needs that, that should happen. I don't think that... I don't think you need to do that in order to empower women. I've, I feel very empowered. I've always felt very empowered. I've never, I've never looked at men as my superiors or inferiors. I've looked at them as my equals. Um, not this, you know, I don't get where these, I mean, okay, there's women that have had terrible experiences with men, but I have too, actually. I've been, I had a relationship that was violent. Guy was violent to me, so I've had my fair share. But it doesn't mean I go and say every single man's violent. That was a bad relationship. Um, but I've I've always seen men as my equals, and I think that's that's a good thing to think. And I don't know why we have to make men into our subordinates with what society is trying to do. It's like it, that's the way to raise women, to empower women by denigrating men. Yes, I've noticed it in the adverts a lot. Why are the men always looking so stupid in adverts? incompetent okay men are a little bit more incompetent with small children than women i've noticed that not all so i'm not saying they're bad fathers but there's just little details that mm. i found men sort of terrible at breastfeeding <laughs> yes it's awful at breastfeeding yeah no but it's just i don't know i don't think uh, i think women maybe are on the whole a little bit more um oh what's the word Oh, I've forgotten, uh, paying more attention to detail when it comes to yeah. Yeah. very small children. Mm. But it's also because, I, I think part of this is, like, so for instance, early years teachers are always women, are always women. Yeah. I remember and there was this drive to try and get men Oh, but in. it's less so, by the way. My son, he had a, a male one. He was the best one that he had. You see? It's changing, which is good. No, but yeah. I think that's good. I yeah. think men, you know, becoming nurses and, and looking after children is a good thing. I don't yeah. think that that's the part that's belittling men. Yeah. I think it's when women are treating men badly and laughing at men and humiliating men on adverts and on TV, mm. that becomes an issue. And this is where we come back to what you were saying earlier. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes perfect it's sense. It's not me going mad, no, if you've no, seen yeah. this. No, yes, absolutely. So has. when they make fun about men looking after babies, so there was an advert recently where the men left their children in the buggy because they, it was for Philadelphia cheese or something. And it was this whole big uproar. And I was like, that's not a bad thing, actually. It's like, we all know that men are not so good with small babies as, as the mums are. Mm. They pay less attention to detail. So I was like, that's not the issue because men, it's more like when the woman is kind of like making the man look stupid in every day-to-day -day life. Mm that I think is the issue, rather than things that have always been there. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes okay. absolute perfect Waffling sense. And, and what I was gonna say is that it takes us back to what you were saying a little bit earlier, which is that there is a group of men now who have become resentful, bitter, resigned, who've disconnected from society, who've disconnected from dating. And as you say, I mean, you could argue they have some legitimate concerns, but my feeling on it is they need more game. 
I've always thought this uh, about any part of your life, wherever you're not happy about something, your career isn't going as well as, it, as you want it to be. You're not getting, you know, as comedians, you're not getting to the, play the clubs that you want to play or you're not getting to where you want to get mm -hmm. to. You've got to get better, you know. And, and Every the, part of life is it's on your shoulders. Get better, get better. Right. But with this, it's now starting to say, you know, it's, it's like just give up. Yes. Mm. But... Do you, okay, what's your thoughts of this? I, I, I don't like the internet dating. I don't like it. I know people have found happiness from it. I don't do it. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's okay as an option, but it shouldn't be the only solution to finding someone. If a guy doesn't look good, how is he going to meet anyone from online dating if he can't have a good picture of himself? What mm. if he's like disfigured? Mm. Like he's been in a terrible accident and he's disfigured. Who is going to click on his photograph? Go, yeah, I'll meet you. It's just not gonna, okay, you, you might get some people, but it's gonna be very, very rare, okay? It's, it's, this is just, it's sad, it's, it's, but I'm being honest. It's not like a fetish out there for disfigured people. So when it's like a fat person, I should say overweight person, or whatever's politically correct, we are called trigonometry, so say, <laughs> yeah, say yeah, what yeah. you want. Fat people who can't stop eating, <laughs> right, those ones. <laughs> you know, I had the, this whole the thing. Katie Hopkins came out there. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, so some people have got, some guys are like, yeah, I like a big woman, and some are like, yeah, yeah. I like a big guy. But someone is disfigured mm. or looks really bad, mm. okay, physically just bad. They haven't been blessed with looks. They're just not, they're just going to be swiped. Yeah. They're just going to be swiped. And yet, that guy could have amazing game, amazing chat. He could be so funny. And because he, his only way to meet women has now become through dating apps because of hashtag me too, which has tried its best to frighten men into not approaching women. If that's his only way of meeting women, he's fucked. Mm -hmm. He is fucked. Because what you really teach from talking about you is the art of connection. We had, I'll give you an example of Disfigured. We had a guy, sorry for interrupting you. No, it's you. fine. We had a guy who was in a wheelchair, okay? He came to us in this wheelchair and uh, it was through, um, it wasn't an accident, it, it, he, but he, he, he used to be able to walk. It was a medical condition. And he had this wheelchair, but it was like built in a certain way where he was like raised quite high. And he's like, I want people to see beyond the wheelchair. Um, I'm like, no one's going to see beyond the wheelchair. It's there, okay? Yeah. It's not like, you know, my, like, you, you've got like a pimple or something. Mm. You've got this huge wheelchair. Um, he's like, yeah, 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 but, you know, I've, I want to get my personality through. I'm like, okay, the wheelchair is your prop. You talk about it. You, you talk about the elephant in the room here, okay? You make it work. It's part of your act, just like mm. you guys do, mm. part of the, the routine. And so... One of our guys, he's very good at one-liners. He turned around and said, look, you've just got to go up to women and say, I, I suppose you're wondering why I'm in this wheelchair. And then the woman's like relieved thinking, yes, I would like to know, but she didn't want to ask, mm. obviously. It's like, it's because I've got this enormous penis. <laughs> I need a special machine to take me around. Now, God, feminists and hashtag me too, you know, mm. um, people would be like, oh my God, you can't say something like this. Okay, okay. The girl knows, every girl that he used that line with burst out laughing. Mm. She could see he was a funny guy. So you're now you're looking at, this is a funny person, mm. not someone in a wheelchair. Yeah. Mm. So when all these people go, and you shouldn't say things like that, you shouldn't talk about your penis like this, what should he have done? What should he have done? What, what's a better solution? Mm. Oh, well, he should have just been himself. People can't see beyond the wheelchair unless he shows that he's got this funny, that's his funny side, mm. that's his humour. Do you see what I mean? No, absolutely. absolutely. So there's this great area. Everything for them is very black and white. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the word penis is harassment. It was, it, was that really harassment, that example I just gave you? It was. It was just like, it was, it was a joke. Mm. So that's what I mean. Like, if this guy had just used dating apps, which he was going down that, mm. that route, and he's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just use my face and take away the wheelchair. I'm mm. like, she's going to see you, and it's going to be awkward. He's like, okay, I'll take the photograph of my wheelchair. Then I was like, okay, you're going to get less people wanting to see you. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's a harsh world out there. That's mm. the reality. Mm. But do you see what I mean? So he now knows how to talk to women because of us. Yeah. But what's happening is they're trying to, I don't think they're not purposely trying to force it, but what's happening is loads of people are just saying, you know what, let's just use dating apps. It's easier. No one can do me for harassment with dating apps. But then it's a massive letdown because you go meet this person and nothing like 
their pictures. This is why I don't use dating apps, by the way, because there's been so many times I've been in a bar and a guy's walked in, not my type, not my physical type. And it's just the way he moves, something he says, some behavioral trigger. I don't know what it was. It just made me go, hmm, that's interesting. I would never get that from a one-dimensional photograph. Mm. No, absolutely. And we're talking about jokes now, and negging is a big thing. And I see a lot of guys doing ne mm. negging. Where do you stand on it? Do you agree with it? Because sometimes mm, I see sometimes a bloke works. doing it, and I'm like, mate, you just sound like a fucking prick. Yeah, you've got to do it properly. So if you're being, you, you know, if you say to a woman something like, oh, I'm trying to think of like, I don't really teach negging. I use double-sided compliments rather than negging. Because negging can come across like an insult. Mm. That For most women, just like, exactly, you're being a jerk. So I use double-sided compliments. Like I'll say to a guy, say to a woman, look, you know, you look great. Use a very vague compliment and then add on a detailed suggestion of how she can look even better. So, you know, you look great. This is actually not a joke. So I'm sort of, it's, it's not comical, but it's kind of like, it's a spin-off from negging. You say, you know, you look great, but you know what, if you're wearing, and I'm sorry, but I love stripper high heels, like those really tacky plastic ones, I'd be making a move on you now. And something like that actually says to the girl, you, you are sexually escalating with her, but you're not. Hmm. You're saying, you look nice, you look hot. So you're sort of cushioning the blow. I, I, I want to be there when you say that to Ellen. Oh, I mate, she'd eviscerate me. <laughs> if you do it properly, it works. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I mentioned the plastic heels because, yeah. you know, some guys have this fetish. Mm. They yeah. do like it. Most guys don't, mm. I found, but some guys are like, I really like girls wearing those tacky heels. Mm. I shouldn't say it because it will make me look like it is a fetish and I've got really bad taste. I'm like, no, 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 own it. Yeah. Do you remember that Chris Rock... Yeah, Sketch. clear heels, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when... no, he had another one, which is when guys want to do anal. No. It's like, it's like the nice guy's like, oh, please, please, can I do it? Please, <laughs> just a little bit or something. Or something like that. It's like anal or something yeah. like that. And that, he said the other guy's just like totally unapologetic for what he wants, mm. what turns him on. I don't think it was anal. I think it was something a little bit more mm. personal than that <laughs> even. But he was just totally, he's like, be unapologetic about it. That's your thing. That's what you want. And the guys that's kind of like, unsure and uncertain about showing what his uh, desire is, you know, what his fetish is, that's going to then look creepy. Mm. Yeah. There's no such real thing as creepy. It's basically, if you come across uncertain, ashamed or embarrassed by what turns you on, that will come across as creepy. The guy that's like, this is what I'm into, take it or leave it. The girl might say, he's too bold, that's a bit too confident, but she won't say creepy. That's the guy's biggest fear is being a creep. It's mm -hmm. the biggest fear. All our students, they, it's bigger than rejection. It's like, okay, I can handle a rejection, but not if she's rejecting me because I'm creepy. <laughs> Do you think that's got worse in the age of social media where someone can go, oh, this creepy guy, you know, whatever else? And No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any evidence of that. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. I would have thought that we were the age of, you know, reputation, online reputation, that mm -hmm. they'd be more worried about it. I have, I, honestly, I have, I've been very honest throughout this whole yeah, interview yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would tell you if I've noticed no I think this might be a personal just fear you. yeah yeah it's, it's just, just me just your fear it's just, just <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right I think that is and it, but it's interesting like I'm just processing some of the examples that you're giving and I'm and admittedly I don't go out and try and meet women but I just it sounds very kind of non-2019 if you know what I mean uh -huh. Uh, and uh, I wonder w what what you make of this. Like, I mean, for example, actually, the question I was going to ask you is about these people who are in sales or who are part of this men go in their own way thing. You presumably your advice to them would be to up their game, mm -hmm. right, and to get better and to go out there and learn how to meet people of the opposite sex. They don't even. Yeah, it's it hasn't the level of game that we were teaching in two thousand six hasn't evolved because it's essentially still, it's the same principles. That's interesting. So yeah. it's the same principles. It Nothing is. has really changed because no. deep down women The only want thing you've got is you've got less competition now, guys, because all the other guys are on scrolling through apps. Mm. Our, our students are cleaning up right now. They are cleaning up. 
Time to end a relationship, mate. <laughs> Sign up. <laughs> I've got no game. I'm terrible with men. That's why I don't teach men. <laughs> I don't teach women to pull yeah. men. You don't teach women to pull. It's fucking easy for yeah. a woman but, to yeah, pull. Yeah, no, it's if you're a good looking woman, you don't need game. Oh, come on. You don't need game. You don't know. You just walk in. Everyone's like, yeah, that'll no. do. Great. No. What? Really? Ah, okay. So um, I take students into strip clubs to prove this to them. I love strip clubs. Um... And I take them to this particular one. And I said, which woman do you think is doing really well here? And they always picked like the five foot ten blonde, you know, the most striking, beautiful woman in the room. I'm like, look at her because they put their money in this heavenly money and they put yeah. their money in a garter. And I'm like, look, look, by the end of the night, who's got more money in that one or that one? And I'll point to a girl who's plain, really yeah. like plain Jane. And they're like, all right, fine, you're on. I said, and watch them work the room. Now, guys, when they go to strip clubs, they're there to see tits and, you know, that's it. It's just, it's purely uh, aesthetics. That's why they're in there. Okay, it's visual. And yet, the plain girl will make most of the money. You know why? Because she has game. The other one's relying on her looks. So she will get the initial dances. Mm. Guys will go and say, I want that one, you know. And she'll do her dances and she's got no chat. Boring as shit. And then this, this other girl has had to rely on her game and her banter and her wit and that sheer ambition, that desire, okay? And that she's coming from a very positive place, the other one, very positive. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it tonight. I am going to clean up tonight. And all this combined makes her almost like a machine, this girl. And the guy's, like, had his three dances when she approached him. He's like, oh, what do you want? She's not even that hot. Like, what do you want? You can see that's the initial, mm. th that's her initial... Uh, the reaction that she experiences and she just plows, plows. And suddenly it's like the guy's just spending all his money. And I'm like, watch, this is guys who are only interested supposedly in look. And that girl is running rings around the mm. good looking girl. That's the power of game. If a woman, if a woman can do it, imagine what a man can do because women are less visual. Apart from me, I'm <laughs> 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 I really do. I'm a sucker for looks. Mm. But even me, I've got my limit where I'm like, okay, he's just boring i can't fancy this guy even if he's really hot um so i take them to the strip club when they and only when they see this happening do they get it they're like yeah it's all game well the appeal of your courses goes up and up and up as we get more details this has been a one hour infomercial for me <laughs> i've been well, sneaking in there. No, mentioning that it has been one hour because uh, our last question okay. and thank you for the interview we've really enjoyed it our last question is always the same which is what is the one thing that no one is talking about that we should be talking I've about? I've got two. I, you, you choose, okay? It's either scrolling through phones. Mm -hmm. Okay, people really need to talk about how smartphones are the source of all evil. Okay, this needs to be addressed. Not internet, smartphones. Mm -hmm. Or we can talk about cats and dogs. You pick. Let's go smartphones. Yeah, let's oh, do smartphones. Right, you've got the hard one. I was saying, please pick cats and dogs. Okay, so... Um, you see this whole thing about anxiety and depression that's coming mm. out. I'm really kind of, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm in two, two minds about this one because I think a lot of anxiety and stuff is coming from those fucking phones. And I'm just like, put away your phone, look up, smell the roses, enjoy life, you know, and you'll be less anxious and you'll be less depressed and you'll be human again and you won't be like some walking zombie. Um, and I just don't think it's being talked about enough. I, I think everyone's got, everyone's just kind of so lost in this phone, just walking around like this. And I see people with their dogs. This is really sad. People with their kids, it's even worse. But people, they're walking their dogs and the dog's sitting there and they're looking at their phone. The dog's got the ball in his mouth waiting for you to throw the ball and you're just on your phone. And I see that because I have a dog. So I walk my dog a lot of time and, and I never look at that phone. I really don't unless it's like I've got to do something. And I just see people not talking to each other, people in restaurants on their phone, people ignoring their dogs, ignoring their children, just looking at their phone. And I just think this, this, is, this is the breakdown. This is it. It's not the internet. It's not social media. It's having access. I have social media, but I have no social media on my phone, apart from Instagram, which someone else looks after. Um, I have no social media apps on that phone. I can live without it. I can go home, log on when I have to update or check something. Remember the old days? You had to log on on your computer. And it was like... It was, it was finite, you know, it was like, all right, hour late, I've got to go into another room now or something, right? When it's that 
you know, infinite kind of information, entertainment, that access to it. I think that's destroying society. Hmm. You did manage to get the dogs in the in the in the, in the answer. Right? I feel really strongly about this, and I did a whole episode on it. It's just hmm. this. Look at it. Look at when you go out. Look at the restaurants. Look at teenagers not talking to each other. I used to love meeting my friends when I was like 12. That's like the happiest point of our lives, you know, 10, 12. I'm seeing my friends. You know, I can talk. I can play with them. And it's when the parents can kind of say, you know what? You're old enough now where I don't need to entertain you. You can entertain each other. First thing they do is give them phones and they're sitting there in silence. I see it all the time. And if I do something on my phone, I actually say to my son, I'm going to be on it for two minutes. I'm going to ignore you for two minutes. I've got to finish this text or something. And he knows I don't just sit there in this kind of like vortex of scrolling. I see mm. it all the time. And I think it's causing anxiety, depression. It's breaking down our social communication, the way we feel, just everything. Every little bit's been poisoned with these smartphones. I totally agree. It's a really good point. Uh, let me ask you a bonus question, actually. Uh, <laughs> Is that a bit crap? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do no, you agree quite... with me on this, apart from I, you? No, no, no I no, completely... I'll we, agree we with you on this. Yeah? We all agree with yeah. you. We've had loads of guests talking about it, so we... Uh... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean it in that way. No, We've no, had several afraid. people mention that it's important and we couldn't agree more. But I've, I, listen, guys, I've done something about it. I don't use the phone, so you can do it too. You can do it. Don't use the phone. Just it, only in emergencies. The, the question I was going to ask you, I was uh, at the Edinburgh Festival for the whole month this year and uh, if another comedian had a dog there since you brought up the subject of dogs, that she needed walked while she was mm -hmm. doing a show. And a couple of times I took the dog. Mm -hmm. I did not realize how much of a pussy magnet a dog oh, is. Oh, my God. It's more effective than Aston Martin. We did the test. So my friend has an Aston Martin. And he was, like, going around. And I was in the car. And I was like, all the girls were looking at him. Like, oh, who's that? And then I was like, watch this little guy coming along down the street. He's got, um, what was it, a French bulldog. I was like, watch all the eyes go on him and just like away from you and he's like no the Aston Martin will do its job it's James Bond's car it's fine and he just didn't exist anymore it was that dog mm. I leave my dog sometimes my friends borrow my dog like can I just borrow your dog because when I like go to a bar or a pub or something they have the dog on their lap and just like all these girls around say <laughs> you know talking about the dog and I just think guys need to capitalize on that I teach guys to get a dog approach women when you're walking your dog and they're walking their dog it's a great way to meet women there, there you go. go. There you go. If you're an incel, get a dog. Yeah. On that happy note, we will see you in a week from now and goodbye. Thank you. See you later, guys. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.